struggling with personal power? Wondering where you have to go to get some? Interested in how you can deepen your connection to the divine? I know these are a few questions you've been asking yourself, and you're in the right place. I'm Jacqueline Hopper. I'm a psychic empowerment coach, energy healer, and best-selling author. I help people from all walks of life connect to their spiritual self and support them in expanding their relationship with the universe. I support spiritual entrepreneurs who desire thriving businesses that make the money and impact they wish to make. This podcast combines everything I've learned during my own spiritual journey and my time working with hundreds of clients. It's my love letter to anyone who's yearning to harness the power that they have. Welcome to The Sovereign Soul with Jacqueline Hopper. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of The Sovereign Soul with me, Jacqueline Hopper. I am solo today. I am by myself. Well, not really. It is the trio, me, myself, and I. The trio that wins every time, right? (laughs) I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. It's been a minute since I've been on my own without a guest. Um, There's something really special about recording podcasts when you're just kind of in your own mind, in your own thoughts, and, you know, um, really connected with spirit. It is a different type of episode. It's more intimate, you know, and so I'm really excited to be with you today by myself and having just your undivided attention. I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, first and foremost, for showing up for this podcast every single week. Um, It has definitely been a journey. It's been so much fun. I am so grateful for all of the opportunities that I've had to meet new people, to conversate with new people, to interview new people, people that I would not normally come across on social media and people that are all over the world, right? So you won't every day um, run into them either. And so it's just such a blessing to be able to do this work and such a blessing to have such an amazing podcast platform that gifts me, it gifts me the opportunity um, with so many blessings and miracles. So first and foremost, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's a small little podcast still, you know, where it's not like we're number one in all the charts and things of that nature. But you know what? I've come to realize that I don't need that, nor do I desire it. I love, love, love this little corner of um, Apple and Spotify. I love this little corner we've carved out for ourselves. And I love the intimacy of the connection I have with you as my audience to just show up every week and do Whatever comes to mind, whatever's on my heart, whatever it is that's coming through and whomever the guest is that's popping on is so perfectly aligned for the theme of this podcast, which is all about really connecting you to your sovereignty. It's all about connecting you to the sovereignty of the souls that walk amongst us, you know? And so I just am so blessed and gifted uh, to be able to do this. So I wanted to shout you out and say thanks. Thanks for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for even sharing this out to people that you think this will impact and make a big difference in their lives. So I appreciate you. I see you and I appreciate you. So I'm by myself. And, you know, as I was driving back to uh, my office, I wondered what was it that I wanted to leave with you today? What did I want to um, share that was going to be impactful? And today is the seventh year. My, My twins have been here on the planet it is their seventh birthday. And I am just, uh, they've taught me so much over the past seven years. And, you know, I'm, I reminisce on every birthday of my children's 
just the journey that we've been on, the journey that I've had the privilege of walking with them and remembering the day that I got to meet them for the first time. Every single time one of my babies entered this world, I swear to you, I saw God. I was face to face with the presence of the divine. And as they looked at me and I looked at them, I, I've never, ever, ever felt as connected. And trust me, I'm connected. <laughs> we see spirit. We can communicate with spirit. We can channel spirit. We can support others with that ability as well. But there has, there's just such a depth to that connection that I cannot gift another soul until it's the day that they come face to face um, with God in their own way. And each time one of my babies entered this world, I came face to face with the divine. And it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. With the twins, you know, I knew that I was pregnant with them before you could prove that I was pregnant with them. I knew that the pregnancy with my twins was going to be much different than the singles that I had um, two pregnancies prior. And it was late December when I realized that I was pregnant. And January, we were moving at the time. Um, my husband was active duty in Colorado and just got orders to move to Sparta, Wisconsin for Fort McCoy, where he was going to be an instructor. So this was a really, really exciting time for everyone, really, for him in this new transition and rebirth into something brand new. And he was so excited about it. To learn that we were pregnant right before we left was just like, holy wow, this is going to be great. <laughs> so we moved to Wisconsin in February. His duty was to be there for February 1st. And so I waited until we were settled before I saw out, you know, a, um, a doctor, an OBGYN to go and have this confirmation of pregnancy. And by that time, far enough along to be able to, you know, take a peek and see, you know, that everything was okay. And I remember driving to my doctor's appointment and just feeling so different in my body and honestly wondering if it was normal, you know, with every pregnancy, your body responds differently. And it's, it's pretty common for a woman to, uh, put on weight and to show, if you will, um, much quicker with multiple pregnancies. You know, the first pregnancy takes a little while, it seems. So I didn't know if it was natural or common to feel your uterus so strongly at eight weeks. <laughs> and so when I went, the uh, nurse got me right in for an ultrasound. And as I was on my way to that appointment, I looked in the rearview mirror and swear to you, I saw two infant car seats in the back of my van. And I quickly corrected myself because like legit, who does that? <laughs> who on earth <laughs> would envision not just a baby seat back there, but two? Who does this? And I remember correcting myself going, Jackie, focus here. That's crazy. Nuts. Twins? No way. No way. But it would soon reveal itself that it was a twin pregnancy. And I got to see them that day at the ultrasound, both of them, both hearts beating properly and perfectly. And uh, everything was great and healthy. No one believed me. As I laid there on that table, the ultrasound table, no one believed me. I called my husband. He said, that's, you're joking. That's, that's, it's honestly, Jackie, not funny. <laughs> like what in the world? No way, no way, no way. Um, I think it took three calls to my mom to actually get her on the phone. She was at work and I just kept calling until she got, she got on the phone and told her. And all she could say was, wow, wow, wow. And mind you, 
there was no knowledge of twins in our family. So for me to be pregnant with twins was like an act of God in the moment because of that was unheard of in my family. And generally it's in your family line. You can pinpoint every other generation, every, you know, um, every generation, whatever, however it shows up. And so I, I felt like I was just this beautiful, you know, very different uh, person standing out in the family. But come to find out after we gave it thought, after the fact, we definitely have twins in our line. And so I thought it was funny, you know, who who, who neglects to tell people this or think about this? Because I would have liked to have known. Twins runs in your family and it's very possible that you could have twins. I would think my cousins, my other um, female cousins would want to know this. But it was so exciting and I, it was just, it was a miracle and such a blessing. And so it was such a time of, of disbelief, but like a happy disbelief of like, oh my gosh, this is, this is wild. But at the same time, we were a military family and we were hours and hours and hours away from, from any support. It was just us. And mind you, we were also brand new to this new Fort McCoy we didn't know anybody. We did not have the friends in place. And, you know, they have FRGs and they have, you know, military establishments that are in place that support families when they come and throughout your stay. You know, you you always have support, but it's different when it's brand new and it's different when, you know, you're, you're just starting out. And so it was rough, to be fair. It was rough. And for me, having had this psychic awareness in that moment, that in and of itself was a breed of its own. Like that was like, wow, what, what was that? This was the onset of my abilities, the onset of my awareness of my abilities. And it was kind of like, uh, so many different things happening at, at, at one time. My pregnancy with my twins was rough, honestly, you know, from gestational diabetes to pups. Um, I ended up having an emergency gallbladder uh, surgery while I was 24 weeks pregnant. The surgeon bruised my uterus and started labor. And so they thought my twins would be born at 24 weeks. And we were in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is right on the border of Minnesota. And they rushed me by ambulance to Rochester, Minnesota, so that if my twins decided to make it into the world, they would have a NICU ready and, and established for them to be there. And I remember the pain. I remember the fear. I remember so much of the uh, hospital stay and just really the the vulnerability, the, the vulnerability. And I remember laying there just being awestruck at the strength of the body the strength and, and the determination of the human spirit, you know, for me to, to, to heal, to be well, to keep them in the incubator that was me at the time, you know, and then the determination to make sure that they were well and healthy and safe and knowing that I would do whatever it took as any mother would to make sure that they were okay. And after about a week's stay, we healed, we were okay. But from there, we were in labor every week. We would go back to the hospital for them to stop contractions or stop the labor process. Who knew you could be so dehydrated so quickly that that could even throw you into labor? And so add that to the ailments of pups, add that to the diabetes, add that to, you know, the normal things that you go through in pregnancy. And it was a lot. It was a lot. And it's mentally exhausting. And to have a husband who is a, you know, an instructor and have that instructor's schedule. And it was four days in the field and a couple days at home. I mean, it was very difficult on both our parts. 
And so when my twins decided to arrive, they arrived early, 35 weeks and four days. Um, and they were in the NICU for, uh, for a few weeks. And that's when I, again, not only met God, but I also really came face to face with their own spirit and their will to be here. They are strong beings that, you know, fought really hard to, um, be present and to, um, make it into their, their own bodies. You know, my Alex did very well, um, did not need assistance breathing where my Mason did. Um, Alex put weight on really quickly where my Mason, you know, still to this day is much different in size, height and weight and such. But watching them thrive and watching them, you know, really beat the odds, you know, um, and ace every test was such a was such a blessing. And then to be in, in my own healing. And, you know, at the time, the hospital only allowed you to stay, but for so long. And after that, you, the mother would be discharged and you'd have to come back and, and see the babies on your own. And the hospital I was at was 45 minutes away. And that was going to be a strain. It would have been doable, but it was definitely not in my desire. I did not want to leave them. I wanted to be able to stay. And the Mayo Clinic is amazing. They have their own set of quarters where if you need to stay, it's it's kind of like a, you know, a voluntary thing. And, you know, it's free of charge, but it's first come, first serve. And you're dealing with a hospital of people that need to be there for their own reasons. And so that was in and of itself nerve wracking. But the universe always comes through always comes through and always orchestrates things in such a way where what you desire most and that heartfelt, you know, um, intention is always heard and always picked up. And I was able to stay at the hospital a little longer than anticipated. And during the time when they thought maybe one baby would be discharged before the other, again, the universe revealed itself and supported Mason with picking up so that he could be dis, you know, discharged at the same time as his brother. And so just this whole experience taught me so much about, again, the human spirit and its determination, you know, um, the body and its strength, you know, and how to trust not just myself, but how to trust the universe to really have our highest and best interests in mind. And I know that it's something that many people face that. Many people have these moments where, you know, they question if they're being seen, they question if they're being hurt, they question if they're doing the right thing, if they're doing enough around the right thing. And one of the things that I want to share or, or, or give guidance on is when you tune into you and when you tune into that gut space that gives you your answers, that gives you your connection to your soul and to the divine. That's the space you commune with when you are in fear, when you are uncertain, when you're wanting to manifest anything. You go inward here, okay, right there in your gut, your belly, and that's where you focus attention and focus energy. You know, healing is one of these beautiful, beautiful things we all have the ability to do, whether it's energetic healing, emotional healing, mental healing, physical healing, spiritual healing. We are all very equipped in our own way, in our own right to do healing for ourselves and to be able to do healing really for others. But it takes a lot of 
awareness. It takes a lot of conscious connection. You know, um, meditation goes far beyond just quieting the mind. Meditation supports you with getting in your body and meditation supports you with really listening to it. But it also supports you in those moments when, again, you're not quite certain how it's going to go. You're not quite sure how things are going to play out. And it's one of the, um, one of the tools that I leaned into very often while I was in that hospital and while I was manifesting the vision and the version of how I wanted things to go. Having a support system is so, it's everything. But when that support system is not present because of distance, you know, because of other circumstances, you have always got support within. There is never a time when you're alone. In the physical world, it's obvious, but in the spiritual realm, sometimes it's hard to remember that you've got guides, you've got tribes of guides that are surrounding you always, supporting you with where you want to go, with what you need to do, with your life's path and why you're here. You you orchestrated this. My twins orchestrated this. They knew I'd be their mom. They knew I'd be the vessel by which they came here. They agreed to do it together. They That's like the coolest freaking thing ever. They agreed to go together in the spiritual realm, envision their little spirits holding hands going, we're going together and having this experience together. And then for me to be able to welcome that in is just... It's very overwhelming emotionally. It's just such a gift. And I think through the pain and I think through the struggle and I think through anything that we get through life, anything that we are served through this experience uh, in its contrast, in its duality, we always want to be looking for the reasons. We want to be looking at what it's teaching us. We very, very, very much want to stay out of a victim energy. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. So when you look at why things are going on the way that they are, what's the message? My message throughout the pregnancy of my twins was that I was capable and strong, that my body was going to to support the intention of not just my soul to bring these babies to, you know, to the earth, but also their souls to come through me, to be here on the earth. My body supported that. And, you know, let's be real. For a while, it felt very unnatural to give birth to multiple children. You know, it's just kind of like, whoa, that's just not a normal thing. It's not an everyday thing by all means, but it can sometimes make you feel a little, I don't even know, out of body, you know, and, and bringing them home even. It's, you've got this natural thing within you that kicks in, this response that just automatically loves each and every one in their own way, but to the same extent and to the same depth and it's just life can be a struggle at times, but then life can be a deep miracle, a deep blessing, a fantastic, you know, uh, experience. And it's our job to choose which way we want to see it, you know, and for a very long time after having the twins, um, after, you know, the gallbladder surgery and that emergency situation, bringing them home and being on my own, the body, you know, it has to regulate and the hormones go left, right, and sideways, and teetering on postpartum depression, teetering on anxiety and overwhelm, still having to be a mom to two other children at the time, and a husband who could only take so much time off. It was traumatic, very traumatic, very overwhelming and very traumatic. But it's one of the things, again, that showed great strength and great determination 
And I think a, a big part of the reason I wanted to share the story was that you can overcome, you can bring a miracle into this experience, and it doesn't always have to look like sunshine, lollipops, and roses. There will be things that will come your way to test your resolve, to test your resilience, to test your strength, both physically and spiritually, emotionally, energetically. But you are far more capable than you give yourself enough credit for. And those around you are far more capable than we give them credit for. And if we would remember that the universe is always orchestrating an experience that's for our highest good, it doesn't operate any other way. It can't. By law, it's law, universal law, that things go for the highest of not just you, but the highest for all involved. And so I thought I'd share that intimate story with you all here on the podcast because it is their seventh birthday and we will be celebrating not just life, but capital L-I-F-E today um, as we do the trampoline park and have birthday cake pancakes and even extend the celebration into the weekend. This is what we will be doing because this is what life's all about. It's about showing up. It's about claiming your strength and claiming your power and claiming your sovereignty, but then having and creating the most epic experience that you can possibly create. Until next time, my friends, I hope you're counting every freaking second as a blessing and every single experience as a gift. That's my hope and my wish for you. I'll see you here on the podcast next week. Have a great rest of your day. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, share, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It makes it so much easier for others to find the show. Until next week, all my love.